As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Hey, gang. This is Alex. All alone here. It's very atypical. I usually have Casey with me, but I come to you as a man stripped bear. <laughs> I'm fully clothed. Uh, here is the thing. Mommy and daddy hate doing this, but we made a boo-boo. Uh, the episode you're about to listen to is part of our Excellent Adventure series. Um, where we go back and we talk about past trees, okay, um, that we've already covered on the podcast. This is the Arborvita 2 episode. So this is the second time we're talking about the Arborvita, but we are talking about it under the context of the northern white cedar. So here's the rub. Casey and I say eastern white cedar about a million times this episode. <laughs> Like, over and over, to the point where it, it starts to feel like not a mistake. Um, but it was. We say eastern white cedar when we meant to say northern white cedar. They are both common names for this tree, Thuya occidentalis. But, uh, according to Casey, it's like 99% of people call it the northern white cedar. And like, you know, 1%, which is Casey and I call it the uh, eastern white cedar so our apologies and uh it, it, we hope we we we're, we're doing this little recording in lieu of re re-recording the episode um so we hope you enjoy this episode with that little disclaimer and uh anytime we say eastern white cedar just um you know edit Edit in your mind a little, a little cut, and put in this northern white cedar. All right, that's all. We hope you enjoy the episode. Much love to you. Bye. Hi, welcome to the future, San Dimas, California, twenty six eighty eight. Actually, you know what? I don't want to do this twice. Just listen in. Whoa, dude, where are we? Welcome to the future. San Dimas, California, 2688. Ah, the air is, it's so clean. The water, it's so clean. The dirt is so clean. And it's all thanks to completely arbitrary. What? what? <laughs> I'm just joking. Completely arbitrary enjoyed middling success for years, but ultimately its lasting impact was mediocre. Okay, TMI. Anyway, I just thought we'd come to beautiful San Dimas for a day off. That sounds great. <laughs> <clears throat> All this time traveling is really wearing me out. 
I don't buy it. So there's no episode this week? Nope. Uh, no lesson we have to learn? Nope. Hey, look who it is. Tobin, that guy looks just like you. Hey, guys. Alex, Casey, meet Clobin. My great, 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 great grandson. Oh, come on, Zeta. I'm not that great. Wait, Clobin, you can see us? Of course. So last week, Shigiri Miki was just ignoring us? Yeah, sorry to deceive you. I just bring a lot of people to him, and I didn't want you guys embarrassing me. We have an understanding. So he saw me um, do that thing? Uh, yeah. Bummer, dude. Hey, Tobin, I want to spend some time with your boys, Casey and Alec. Here's ten space bucks. Go get yourself a sandwich at Space Canters. Gee, thanks, Bubba. See you guys later. Bye, Bye Tobin. Alex... Casey, walk with me. There's a beautiful space arboretum close by I'd just love to show you. Exciting! Wow, the street trees here are gorgeous. They really are. Don't they kind of look familiar? And here we are. The space arboretum. (gasps) Alex, are you seeing what I'm seeing? I am. Uh, Our arborvita. Whoa, whoa, what kind of language is that? You don't want to get space canceled. We don't use that word anymore. We just call these Northern White Cedar. Oh, right. I guess I sometimes forget the ugly dime a dozen A-word tree that is planted wantonly on our city streets isn't really a species at all. It's a cultivar. Oh, yeah. But we've only ever covered a cultivar of this species, not the OG species itself. No wonder we got so many emails from angry East Coasters. These things are beautiful trees! They certainly are. And they're one of the most celebrated trees we have here in the future. (laughs) Alex, this must have been the wrong Tobin was telling us to write. We hated on the arb- on the A-word tree, but we never even gave its native counterpart the time of day. I won't stand for it, Casey. This is officially a Northern White Cedar episode. Intro music, ho! What's up, fungal associates? Welcome to Completely Arbitrary's Excellent Adventure. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Alex Croson. I am another one of your hosts. Lamentable or not... I'm Casey Clapp. Lamentable. Well, I happen to know what we're talking about today, Alex. Oh, yes. So, I thought you meant your presence here was lamentable. Oh, it, well, yeah, I guess maybe that it, maybe it is the case. Because <laughs> it may be that you're lamenting that I'm talking about this tree again. I see. And you're like, well, Casey hates this tree. I don't want to hear him hate on my favorite tree. By the transitive property. Yes. You, Casey Clapp, are lamentable. Correct. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Yes. So anyway, <clears throat> I'm also a host of this show. That's right. Completely arbitrost. Uh, do, you, do you know the uh, the song from Howard Shore's score of uh, Lord of the Rings, Gandalf's Lament? No. It's, it happens after, spoilers, after Gandalf fights the Balrog and ah. falls down that big old hole. The big old hole that those dwarves, right? They dug down so deep that they unleashed this Balrog that's, from that's the right. inner earth. 
This is terrifying. Too greedily and too deep, they say. <laughs> yes, let that be a lesson to all of you. Yeah. Elon. Yeah, what do you think? <laughs> what do you think the Balrog is an analogy for? Oh, that's a good question. Um, deep state secrets? I feel like deep hatred is what I feel like it is. Oh. Like, don't let your hatred get unleashed upon the world. Don't dig too deep in your hatred? Yeah, or like find yourself digging too deep. Okay. Uh, to find something that you hate, maybe? I think it's government secrets. You think so? Yeah. So like the Balrog is kind of like just, uh, like it comes up and and when it gets to the top, it just is like, did you know that UFOs exist? Right. To me, Alex, that would say then that Gandalf is in fact like a state uh, a state representative. Like, no, 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 no. Kill the Balrog. Kill the Balrog. Send it back down. <laughs> we can't have this Balrog up here. Gandalf's Bernie. I think we've established that. <laughs> but then when he want to like release the state secrets. That's a good point. Rather than keeping the Balrog down and dead well he also has to do his job i don't oh, know yeah so and the balrog is the shooter on the grassy knoll <laughs> oh gosh there's a lot there's a lot here alex there's a lot here it's, i it's like rich with metaphor it really is there's a lot of canon that we have to really <laughs> really dig through in this case well casey speaking of canon here we are at this la arboretum this space arboretum yes this future arboretum and around us are all of these arbor i mean Eastern white cedar. Yes. How fascinating. Yeah, and also fascinating that after 600 years, the climate of Southern California has actually transitioned more to be like uh, the northeast of North America. Right. Did not see that one coming. It's, uh, I think, I think, oh, I think it's probably happened, Casey is advances in like soil technology. Oh, so we the the tree itself was was able to move down here because we're like, oh, we know how to grow trees literally anywhere. Now. Yes. I see. And the climate of the I think it's a controlled climate in this arboretum. I got you. We'll ask to, we'll ask Clobin about that. See, oh, what, yeah. see what he thinks. He's probably got a good answer for God, us. What a weird guy. He is a weird guy. I feel like he's right behind me. <laughs> All the time. His chin resting on your shoulder. Yeah. Anyway. Well, we have got some words to say, both informational mm-hmm. and apologetic. Oh. We'll see. We'll find out, Alex. On this episode of the Completely Arbitrary's Excellent Adventure, we are talking Arborvita, a.k.a. Eastern White Cedar. But we must do so after a break. We will be right back with more Completely Arbitrary's Excellent Adventure. Radical, dude. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Welcome back to Completely Arbitrary's Excellent Adventure. Today we are revisiting our third tree in this series, and that tree is the Arbor Vita, or uh, Eastern White Cedar, if you're nasty. Yeah. Nasty being another term for East Coasters. 
<laughs> nice. Good save. Was Case, that a save? Does that count as a save, Alex? I don't Alex? think so. All right. I think it was like an attempted slam dunk, and then I like <laughs> broke my knees Hit on the, the way up. Hit the rim, and the ball yeah. just shot off into the crowd. They never gave it back. Yeah, gave Games somebody a concussion. <laughs> uh, Casey, we were in LA last weekend. We were. Uh, I hate to timestamp this episode. Hey, that's all right. But uh, there was a road close to where I was staying. Yeah called arbor vita road how why two words arbor vita really yes that seems strange to me me too i suppose they are two words it's it's tree and life yes so they yeah huh tree and life yeah arbor vitae wow like vita you know in spanish sure yeah well i i don't have any opinion on this i've decided okay it's okay to have two words or one yeah. Oh, on that specifically, yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, who gives a shit? Casey. What if for the rest of this show, uh, we, every time we bring up, it's just like I'm I'm almost like like neutral on everything. Oh, Casey, well, what do you think about that? <laughs> I'm fine. I that. just can't imagine that. <laughs> it just wouldn't be good. <laughs> I would say yeah. you are the centrist of the two of us. Okay, that's fair. All right. More more centrist, I think, than... You know, really? Maybe you're just more well-rounded and level-headed. I, I feel like my <laughs> opinions are very strong and and uh, and um, uh, uh, just impassioned. Yeah. And okay. you also have impassioned opinions, but you I also do. are very good at seeing both sides. I try. I try. But also, I, I feel like we definitely have swings. Some things I'm very much like impassioned about uh, without any... Uh, any consideration yeah. other than maybe saying like well some people but not me i hate this tree right but yeah all right i guess maybe you're right we compliment each other just fine casey let's get into the arbor vita mm. two this time we're referring to it and i think we should do this as the eastern white cedar for the rest of our trip i agree okay eastern white cedar one arbor vita two well done <laughs> that's it well let's imagine that you and i hey we don't even have to imagine how huh? here we are in this space arboretum we're surrounded by eastern white cedar casey we've id'd this tree before as we have all these trees yes. but let's give a quick re-id of this tree sounds like a great idea so this is an evergreen conifer Specifically, it is an evergreen conifer in the Cupressaceae family, which means it is in the cypress family. Yes. Now, most of the cypresses, but of course not all, have scale-like leaves. And this is a tree that has generally always scale-like leaves. Every now and then, some of them kind of pop off and get a little kind of pointy, a little awl-shaped. But pretty much, they're going to be kind of oppressed. They're not going to be oppressive However, they're not going to be pokey and scary. You know what I mean? Yeah, but they they will. So they're mostly they are definitively scale like. Yes, but every once in a while they'll kind of pop out to they're an all like yeah. fashion. Exactly, especially if they're like a big vigorous shoot. You know, they kind of go wow. Oh pop sure, out a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now they're not trees that are uh, extraordinarily uh, rambunctious. I would say they're. What do you mean by this? They're level headed trees. They're okay. not going to get more than uh, I think the maximum I found is about 111 feet tall. It's about 34 meters. It's respectable. It's respectable, you know. But that's like. 
that's out there. I've never seen any get more than like 50 feet tall personally, oh, like okay. not even close to 50 feet. Not even this Eastern white cedar in yeah, its native range. Not really. No, but okay. I haven't, uh, I'll, I'll admit I have not seen a lot of them there, but the ones that I do recall seeing were growing out on rocks and like kind of exposed headland areas. Okay. And they just did not have that, that height stature. You, it's hard to, when you're in that zone. Right. Yeah. They do, however, get pretty large, six feet in diameter, about two meters I've seen. Very respectable. So it's a respectable uh, diameter of any given tree. Now, they are, for all intents and purposes, the small versions of our giant western red cedars over here. Can, can I just say the tone of this episode so far yeah. is very much similar to um, like a presidential debate when they're ah. like, do you have something nice to say about your opponent? <laughs> and they have to be careful. They can't say something too nice, but they, too nice. They, they need to say something, you know? Yeah. So are you saying that I am talking about my opponent or you and, and I maybe? Y- we're talking about our opponent, but we're mm. trying to be, we're trying to kind of, <laughs> trying to be we're nice. walking on eggshells a little bit because we don't want to <laughs> praise it too much. Yeah. That's the feeling I'm getting. Honestly, it's uh, six. Six feet's pretty good. It's not the best. I've seen better. Uh, 100 feet tall, pretty good. Pretty good. You know, they got yeah. themselves somewhere, but uh, I'm, I'm uh, 100 and a half. It is of respectable diameter. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, no further comment. <laughs> oh, Parliament, huh? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, we kind of switched countries there, didn't we? Yeah. Well, I would say that that's there. Yeah, it feels right. I, I think that's okay to start with. You know, be, let's be tentative sure. before we really describe and start to see if our if we can change our own minds. Right. So we're just being, I think, more uh, objective here. Try not to not to lead our listeners one way or the other. We're not quite ready to forgive our abuser. Yeah, and I don't think anyone else is, you know? Like, I think it's very okay for us to say, hey, everyone, welcome back. We're going to bring everyone in the room. Okay, hi. Right. Um, Arborvita, could you uh, come in? Okay. <laughs> Everybody shifts in their seat. Yeah, they're a little bit uncomfortable, you know? Arborvita's there. We, we just want to make sure this is a safe space for everybody, mm-hmm. including our Arborvita, our eastern white cedar. Yeah. So that's that's what I think I'm trying to do. So I, I'm glad you brought that up, Alex. I'm glad that's coming across. Well, thanks, Casey. Casey, let's uh, let's let's talk um, cone. Uh, the cone is, I think, still very cute. Honestly, the cutest bit. You know, like... It's like a little button nose on top of this tree. I just think it's adorable. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's um. Well, I, I honestly cannot tell the difference between it and, and uh, Western Red Cedar. Ah, I'll help you. Okay. Okay, this is great. So the Western Red Cedar, if you flip over the bottom of the leaves, you you, you take two, a, a uh, Eastern White Cedar and a Western Red Cedar, mm-hmm. you flip the leaves over. The Western Red Cedar through your placata will have little tiny white stomatal lines on the bottom. Now, hold on, Casey. Yeah. I think this is important to finish, but I do want to interject and say I'm talking cones. Ah, oh my gosh. Okay, I'm looking at a really... I I skipped over to how to tell them apart. <laughs> Pardon me. I'm, I mean, I'm 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 talking about telling the cones apart. Yes. Between the Western yeah. Red Cedar and the, and the Arborvitae. Yes. Eastern okay. White Cedar. Excuse so, me. Eastern White Cedar, the cones are a little bit more squat. They're not quite as tall and skinny. Okay. Uh, and when I say tall and skinny, I mean like you're going from a half inch to three quarter inch. Right. So it's, you know, eh, give or take a little bit. I of, feel like even know, descriptor here. Not even that. I feel like they're like a centimeter long. Yeah. They're not, they're not big. They're very, very short mm-hmm. little things. And the, uh, the, they're much, much more kind of broad, more oval. Like they, they look a little bit more egg shaped. Okay. They also tend not to have as many little points of the scale tips. Oh, that's a, 
another it's a very very subtle thing you can't tell the difference um often when they're open but when they're closed you can see kind of a pretty good example of short and squat very smooth uh, a little taller a little skinnier with a couple more points Okay, so this is like the scales themselves are a little more rounded. Um, no, 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 the whole thing, the whole cone. But is, also the scales, yes? Yeah, I'd say, okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then the Western Red Cedars, those those scales are a little more pointy. A little more pointy, correct. Okay. Pointy and they kind of come off, so if you, you can actually poke your finger on them. I see. Yeah. Now, as I was saying earlier, the leaves are also a good way to tell the difference, where if you flip them over... Western red cedar has white stomato lines and it looks like a butterfly kind of pattern on their mm. leaves. Whereas the Thuya occidentalis, which is the tree we are talking about, the Eastern white cedar, they do not have those white markings. They are just green on the bottom. Okay. So two easy ways to really quickly tell them apart. Have we gone in depth on stomata? No, not really. No, we kind of just, uh, it's just a good thing to mark. We haven't really, well, we did when we talked about leaves, maybe. Yeah. But that was on a Patreon episode some time ago. I feel like I remember them not having any sort of like real purpose. Yeah, it's just kind of a, a whiter, uh, a white waxy coating that's on the out, the underside of the leaves. Mm-hmm. The purpose is probably to help keep certain waterproofing kind of situated. Okay. That's about all I can think of. All right. And I would need to look. I was actually talking about this this last weekend, uh, trying to figure out like what exactly uh it's there for so yeah. I'll, I'll look into it and get back to you well wonderful casey uh we we skipped over the bark regrettably oh regrettably or not or not <laughs> just kidding this is fine bark it's actually it's very beautiful bark it's kind of uh has long strappy kind of fibrous looking uh kind of appearance and it has what looks to me to be a very fine texture so compare it to our western red cedar they look very very similar the biggest difference being western red cedar grows bigger so those kind of furrows and straps get way larger yeah whereas our eastern equivalent will stay much smaller so they look a little bit more finer textured furrows i do i do feel that just by virtue of being in cooper cca yeah it just like kind of has a good bark i do it's just all of them have just great bark i love cypress bark it's cypress incredible. family bark yeah uh, and that is like it's a thing I think that kind of comes through with the whole family. That's half the reason they yeah. are so successful is they all have this like really good, nice, fibrous, semi uh, fireproof, like shaggy, gorgeous red bark. Yeah, mm, just they they always crush it. You gotta love it. Well, that Casey just gotta love it. That was our. <laughs> I loved your face just now. I wish we could have captured that. Oh, thanks. Really should start video. Um, that was our a quick recap. Quick re-ID, I yeah, will call yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it's a, it's a middling tree, you know? Mm. But, Alex, I have to say. Oh, boy. We got an email back in January of 2021. You remember that? Uh, yeah, I know the one you're talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, this would have been when the Arbor Vita episode aired. Yes, exactly. And was this from a listener, Casey? This was. Listener named Chris McAnally. Okay. What did Chris have to say? Uh, Chris said, loving the podcast. Thank you, Chris. You're the best. But then uh, said, hey, I also uh, I respect you guys' authority, uh, which is also like, that's right, Chris. Uh, <laughs> you flinch at him. This tree sucks. <laughs> no. But um, he went on to say, hey, actually, I think there's a really cool thing that you guys should look into. And they were one of several different um, people who messaged us and said, whoa, whoa, whoa. 
Well, Harbor Vibe is not so bad. We call it the Eastern White Cedar around here. It's pretty cool. Right. And we talked about that a little bit in the show, but we didn't really uh, focus on it because, as you noted, we focused on the the cultivar, which is Arbor Vida, which is how 90% of people in the country probably know it. Sure. So... We are going back to now do it justice. That's right. Looking at it as it's OG, the actual tree, because I think it's the only tree that we've more focused on the cultivar than we have the actual normal, like, found in the wild species. Yes. That was maybe a, you know, I, I think when we first started the show, we were like, what are some, what are some, like, hot hot opinions that we can like shovel out you know yeah yeah and like doing an arbor vita which in portland it doesn't matter how beautiful and majestic they are on the east coast if you live in portland you hate them right yeah because i i still to this day don't think i've ever found an actual like normal not cultivared species planted or individual planted in in the on the west coast yeah i don't think i've seen one wow yeah maybe i've just missed it maybe i misidentified it as a western red cedar sure i don't know but so far i can't think of one now riddle me this (laughs) batman is a cultivar the same species as its parent species yes okay so it is literally just a change in common name it is but it's also the like kind of og common name and it actually came from the french captain jacques cartier Hmm. he was an explorer from france who came over and had two huron boys like two little boys from the huron people in this region and he was sailing up the St. Lawrence River, and they were all, he and his entire crew, and two, including these two little boys, were suffering from scurvy. So, they then let off those two boys and assumed they were going to die because they were clearly completely wrecked by scurvy. Christ. They sailed back down, visited the village again, and the boys were totally fine. <clears throat> and they are like, what the heck? What just happened? They talked to the the uh, the tribe, and they said, oh, yeah, well, here, th- you just take these needles, you chop them up, you boil them, you get vitamin C from this tree that had never been seen before. Then they solved the whole problem for all the rest of the sailors. They sailed back, and the tree they called at that point the tree of life because they gave it literally saved this entire crew wow that's where the name tree of life arborvita in this case came from holy shit first tree ever brought back from the united states or rather i'm sorry from north america the now newfound quote world yeah brought back to europe it was the arborvita the very first tree brought from the quote new world to europe that's exactly right that's incredible yeah so that's pretty cool back in like 1536 okay this is some this is some street cred exactly right but i will say also seed cred oh nice this is some seed cred so here's the thing that i thought about alex Hmm. is that um we so arborvita is latin so if you say yes. tree of life it's latin there are trees of life all over the place people think uh if they're in certain parts of africa the baobab is yes. the tree of life i've heard the coconut palm be called the tree of life mm-hmm. the western red cedar the tree of life like it's consistently this tree or there are consistently trees that people use for every aspect of their life right a tree that's sort of like a it 
you can base your culture around it yeah. because you could just use it for everything. Exactly. It makes it's a great name. Yeah. And so this is like a Europeanized name of what was probably a vernacular name for the plant mm, also. Okay. So I haven't found 100% what that was. I don't know what the uh, Huron people's term for this tree is and what that would be translated to kind of, you know, to modern day English. Sure. But um, they basically said, this is called the tree of life. They didn't say, oh, well, this is the Huron cedar. They said, this is just the, the tree of life because it's amazing. Wow. This is an interesting trajectory kind of linguistically. Was it considered a taxonomic name at that point? Um, when was when was Linnaeus? Seventeen, eighteenth. Yeah, in the seventeen late seventeen okay. hundreds. This was pre-taxonomic. Yes. Classification. Yeah. So Linnaeus named it like maybe about two hundred years later. He used the term Thuya, and probably at that point, Arborvita was the common term for this tree in Europe, and then that came over and was used further in north america there's been a great error here casey yeah the eastern white cedar yeah should be named arborvita rather than the opposite way around yes Ooh, now that's a hot take alex and the cultivar should be named western white cedar well oh god but we they plant it all over the place as this you know arborvita cultivar yeah, that's fine okay and i should Doesn't say have to make sense all you right kidding? that's fair what were you going to say? I was going to circle back and say the reason that a cultivar is the same is that it's just the same species, but it's got some thing that is different about it. And then okay. they name, they just keep breeding it for that that particular thing, or they take cuttings of it and then regrow those. So the thing that is different about the Arborvita as opposed to the Eastern White Cedar is its morphology, correct? Yes, is that it grows really tight and upright and very slowly. Okay, those are very kind of slowly. the big things. Yeah, it doesn't grow uh, at the normal speed it grows at a reduced speed so it's my kind of like a dwarf variety of the native wild species why do you want it to grow slowly so you can prune it uh and and have it not get out of control yeah pretty much yeah a slow okay. growing uh hedge plant is usually the standard because they they stay kind of in situ and this has always been used sure. as a hedge plant so if they're just growing really fast you have to come back and maintain it all the time i see but if it grows slowly oh, yeah and you you have it all nice and you say okay there's my nice hedge you come back in a year or two three four and you say okay zzz, now you have your nice hedge again and it's very manageable it's so grim for some reason really why do you think so i guess just like turning this like piece of nature mm. into this like human-centric commodity. Alex, we have a whole podcast about this. <laughs> it's called No Good, Very Bad Tree. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's really, I, I think this is the first time it's really clicked for me, like how mm. that's, I feel like that's a little upsetting. Yeah. Are you Are you upset at that by I, at all? I, I, I'm not upset by it, but I do turn my nose down to it often or nose sure. up to it, I guess. Up. Um, I So I don't really like cultivars most of the time. Wow. Um, and it's mostly because it's a change in the way the tree has evolved and grown over millions of years. Right. So most of the trees that we've ever covered are have been doing something the way they've been doing it for so long that they've got it down, right? In fact, I shouldn't even say most. I'm going to say all. Some of the trees we cover have been like, you know, with humans for so long, like the Japanese 
cherry tree, sure. the quince, these kinds of plants. Special, special example. Yeah. But like the any random wild tree that we covered that's not used uh, in any particular sense, they're just going to be growing the way they've always grown. Sure. As soon as we make a cultivar, mm-hmm. we are choosing and selecting for certain things that nature has never chosen for. So right. they usually come with some other baggage. And maybe that's like disease uh, susceptibility. Maybe it is poor roots. Maybe it's more predisposed to decay, something like that. Okay, so what I, the, the opinion that is in real time forming for me here yeah. is that cultivars are very, cultivars are very human-centric. Yeah. We, we cultivar a wild plant so that it serves a need for humans. Yeah, or it has some curiosity that we like. Sure, which is also a need. Exactly, okay, yeah. Uh, for entertainment or, sure, or yeah, yeah. aesthetic or whatever. We must be entertained. <laughs> I'm imagining like a, a, an arborvita in a cage yeah, and a bunch just, of Victorian people <laughs> sitting around clapping and yelling <laughs> exactly. at it. Exactly, it's just sitting there. <laughs> yeah, poor guy. Um, so I can see kind of two, I can see sort of two perspectives on this. I can see the biologist yeah. being like, that's so exciting. We can manipulate the DNA in a plant yeah. to make it look like whatever we want and serve any purpose. That's, sure. that's well, exciting. In the same way that people are like, oh, wow, there's 17 different flavors of Cheez-Its. That's uh, incredible. Food science is amazing. Yes, I think that's fair. The one thing I want to note is that the DNA is all the same. DNA is the same. What am yes. I meaning to say? Um, so there's two things here. There's the genotype and the phenotype. And there's also oh, um, the fact that there is, this will be really easy. Okay. The genotype is whatever's in your genes. So like okay. every human has X amount of genes. Like we're all, we all got the same amount of genes. Okay. But we all look different. Those are our phenotypes. Okay. So a tree uh, has all these different genes, but some genes mutate and some turn on, some turn off, some don't turn on. Oh, I see. You know, and the, all these things. So it's less of a DNA thing, more of a uh, gene Genetic thing? thing? Yeah, yeah, okay. exactly. So, okay, so so these plant geneticists. Yeah, right? Is that, is that what it is? I think that's fair. Or just plant breeders, you know, okay. or just a horticulturalist is a fine term as well. Okay, so I can see that being interesting to people. Yeah, and like kind of like cool, like, yeah, using science to, you know. Yeah, just doing, you know, breeding projects. Yeah. And, and I have to say, I think they, they some of them can be very fun and come up with some brilliant things. Sure. The London plane tree is an example of a hybrid, you know, mm-hmm. where it's a great tree, but it's also like, that's the one exception where there are other trees that are hybrids and all these other weird varieties that I think you're about to get to. Well, potentially. In terms of your opinion. Sorry. Oh, sure. Well, I think the other side of that perspective is like the naturalist who's like, uh, no, 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 no. Purist. Yes. Do not uh, do not take what nature has made so perfect over millions of years and think that you, mm. a human who's only been around for 40,000? Yeah, at most. I mean, um, doing this thing that we're right, doing, maybe five, thousand. ten at most. Yeah. So that you have the solution to make this thing better or you can improve upon it or Yeah. Um I think I think I can see both of those sides. I think I land somewhere in the middle. Yeah, that's fair. I'm and like, it might know. be a case by case thing, Alex. Yes, I, I also agree with that. Yeah. So where do we land on our on the eastern white cedar? Well, I think this is a perfect dovetail into mm. the natural tree. The natural tree. Yes. So that's where I think we should focus 
for a little while. And I have some interesting, curious things to bring up. Okay. I love interesting, curious things. I'm glad you do, Alex. <laughs> the first is uh, this same listener sent us uh, to essentially turned us on, turned me on to this idea of where these trees grow and how they grow. Specifically along the Niagara Escarpment. Escarpment. Have you ever heard of this before? I know Niagara. Okay. Tell what is Niagara? Uh, I know Niagara as a waterfall. Yes. Okay. It is a famous that, waterfall. I'm assuming that area is called Niagara. Um. Yeah. I guess there's like cities called Niagara. Sure. And I'm sure that it's a, a native name. I have not looked into that. Okay. All I spent my time doing was digging in. <laughs> to this geological thing cool. called the Niagara Escarpment. What is the Niagara Escarpment? Alex, I'm so glad you asked. My job. The Niagara Escarpment is this geologic formation that goes from essentially kind of upstate New York directly west over to about, um, I think, Lake Ontario. Mm-hmm. Then it goes up in a big horseshoe shape through the Great Lakes and then makes a bunch of islands and then goes down the Upper Peninsula down towards Green Bay in Wisconsin and terminates right just into Illinois. Okay. It's this giant old ocean bed. It has been eroded down, or rather next to it has been eroded. It's very curious, Alex. I'm Googling. Okay, you give it a Google. I'll keep explaining and fumble through it. Um... (laughs) So this whole big area has the Great Lakes in it, and it also has a bunch of other landforms that have happened. So what happened over the last several million years of glaciers coming down and uh, having water melt off, this section has this big, tough kind of layer, this cap of rock over the top of it. Yeah. And water has eroded away parts of it and kind of exposed a certain side where that cap kind of stops. So as you're walking through certain parts or you're on some of the Great Lakes, you can see where there's just this giant cliff of like this dolomite rock that looks very blocky. Like it looks almost like someone took a bunch of bricks that are way over massive size and set them up on top of each other and then set those in the middle of this vast kind of eastern deciduous forest. So you can walk through some towns in Ontario, in New York, like Rochester, and you can just see this exact line. Some people call it the mountain. Uh, Native tribes historically used to call it the giant's rib. And it looks like this big, long arc of between 200 and 1,000 foot cliff overhanging the the lower lands around it. Wow. It's very fascinating. And I had never heard of it until, A, we got it sent over to us, and then, B, after I started digging into this episode and then learning that this is kind of the place that the eastern white cedar really shines. Hey. And I was like, okay, all right. I'm getting convinced here. This is a pretty cool tree. <laughs> so so the Great Lakes are like a giant sunken living room. Um a little bit, I guess. Yeah, to some extent. Did Was you it, did you find how where it looks? Did you see yeah, that uh, yeah, you, 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 you explained it just fine. Okay, great. It's a curious thing. It's it's I look at it and I'm like, is this AI generated? This yeah, is very right? strange looking. And and you would think so out here in the West, everything we have is is mostly uh there's a lot of erosion especially in the southwest but there's also a ridiculous amount of volcanic and tectonic 
activity mm-hmm. way more like by a matter of 100% than the East. So the East, everything like has evolved and the mountains that have been over there have been there for like tens and hundreds of millions of years longer right. than what we have had out here. It's just so much older. Exactly. Okay. And they're just not active as they used to be. So when you see this, my brain thinks of something you'd find down in like Capitol Reef National Park or something mm. like that, where there's this big weird fold in the planet's crust and then that pops up and you look at it and you're like, well, what is this? It's so weird. Right. It's almost like, uh, you know what <laughs> kind of reminds me of... Uh, was it Inception where like the road bends Yes, up? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's totally a good thing to think about. So in this case, um, the land has always been there and it's always kind of been at a, uh, a normal level, but because one area has this cap of very hard rock, softer rock around it is what has been eroded over time. So this 250 to 1,000 foot difference in the land is just the result of just millions of years of erosion, slowly but surely eroding away rocks on one side, but not on the other. Fascinating. So you get this big thing. So the eastern white cedar is all about this escarpment. Yes. And it grows on the side of it in the most beautiful ways wow the you're familiar because we just went and talked to some of these people uh about the yamadori bonsai yes and for those of you who are not that's the idea that you go out and wild collect some tree and then bring it back in and cultivate it in a pot sorry bonsai bonsai excuse me alex you're right i made the decision that i needed to start saying that (laughs) we'll talk about that later wow so uh this is how these trees grow all the time and there are trees that are over 1200 years old still alive growing that are more and actually in a book also that was recommended is uh these trees are not growing tall it's more of a better description to call they're growing long because some of them are growing literally out of a crack on the side of this vertical cliff and are growing out and downwards. Wow. Because it's gravity, you know? They're just going to grow outwards, but then they're going to slowly but surely kind of angle down, you know, they covered in snow and ice. Like, they're just like these massively tough trees that would be perfectly at home growing in what we would think of like a alpine kind of habitat. Mm-hmm. They're just getting battered by ice and wind. They look like a white bark pine over here or a bristlecone pine. Sure. Like that. Okay. These scraggly sort of uh, wind beaten. Yeah. Kind of uh, wonka doos. Exactly. And they just go whoosh out. <sighs> I just have one question. Oh, yes. Why? <laughs> we, well, you've, we've, we've talked recently about, um, I think you said, Trees don't grow to seek something. Yes. They grow in the presence of something. Correct. So these trees must just find value in growing here or else they wouldn't grow there. It's not like they can get up and, and migrate. I know I'm, I'm not I'm not suggesting that But I mean they would die if they didn't prefer that habitat. Exactly, right? yeah. yeah. Or they just yeah. they yeah, they would be barren if if it weren't a good place to grow now see i think that it's really actually speaking to the toughness and quality 
of the eastern white cedar. Definitely. Where it gets its seed blown into this tiny little crack, this yeah. little bit of space with some water, a little bit of soil, starts to grow there and never gives up for 12,000 years. Okay, for 1,200 years. <laughs> Oops, you added a yeah. zero. Huh, my bad. And doesn't, like, it just, they just keep going. So I think they're just like, well, okay, here I am. I can do this. If I can, I'm going to die, so I'm just going to do my best. Yeah. So I, I think you're right, but I think it's more that they, they're the only trees that are adapted to grow in such exposed, rocky, unforgiving territory. Yeah. And they just kind of do it. They find themselves there. Yeah. It's very impressive. They find themselves there, and they just keep going. So I've got a question about this gravity thing. They, you said yeah. they grow kind of out and down. Yeah. Does that, um, you know, I, I guess, w- what is stronger, phototropism or gravity? Ooh, I it's think... It's gravity, I right? I think gravity, yeah. Okay. So I think this is more that um, as the tree is growing and it gets caught with, you know, a bunch of snow or ice on it, uh-huh. kind of bends down, and then it will just kind of stay there because if that keeps happening year after year, at one point it gets hard and tough enough that it doesn't bend anymore. Right. So wherever it has kind of fallen, it will stay there. I see. But also if maybe some rocks or something shift in its root base, that it might kind of fall down a little bit and then start growing back up as a phototoberism kind of kicks back in. I gotcha. So uh, who knows? There's a lot of unknowns because they all also they've been there for hundreds and hundreds of years. So we can't tell 100% what has happened over their entire of lifetime. Course, yeah. But you can see that they started growing out because that's where the light is. But then over time, whatever has caused them to cause you know this shape has made it so that they grow outwards and then end up often coming down and looking like these scraggly kind of shrubs popping off the side of this cliff. Yeah. There's also some that they've grown, but were kind of bent over. Like, let's say they were growing on top of the cliff. Mm-hmm. But either something uh, shifted, maybe they fell over and then grew back upright again. Yeah. But they kind of look like L's where they come out and then grow up. Yes. And they're like inside and growing around all these rocks. Like it looks pretty wild and all these things. That's like the, uh, the I'm, I'm reminded of the Drunken Forest, the bl- yeah. uh, black spruce forest. Very, very similar. Yeah. Like that, that is a, a similar thing that's happening where they're just falling over or moving in some regard and then just correcting. Tough trees up there, huh? Really tough trees. Yeah, and let's also like not re- forget that this is like Ontario, Canada. Right, yeah. Which is like a frigid place in the winter very often. Yeah. So, I have to give it to them. Like, that's pretty cool. <laughs> so begrudging. And you know what else? Turns out other people have done this too. It is a, this entire kind of uh, escarpment area in Ontario mm-hmm. is a UNESCO World Heritage Biodiversity Site. Wow. Like, so not only is it like, yeah, this is pretty cool. It's like known to be a biodiversity hotspot and also is a hotspot for fossils because this used to be this old ancient seabed. So that old ancient seabed, you can go back and you can look in the rocks, you can find thousands or thousand year old trees and you can find millions and millions of years old fossils of ancient animals that used to live in the seas that are now not a sea in what we call today Ontario, Canada. Very interesting. Very curious, right? Well, I, I, before we before we take our quick break and get into our review of the eastern white cedar, mm-hmm. I would like to give the Niagara Escarpment 
Croson's stump of approval. Fagoosh. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Alex, great job. It's been a while. It's, it's been one a while. of the coolest things like I've ever, like, and there's there's a whole uh, path you can walk on. It makes me want to go to Ontario and recreate. Yeah, I'm sure you can hike the whole thing, right? Yeah, and it goes to the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, which is like one of the premier spots for like beautiful, tall, eastern, white pines. Oh. So all of the eastern, white, you name it, are over there if they're a tree. Including the people. Including the eastern white people. Go find them in Ontario. <laughs> Up in the woods. Uh, hey, that was our discussion of the eastern white cedar. We have a, uh, we have a duty to do. Mm-hmm. And that's a simple question to ask ourselves after this discussion. But we can't do that till we take a quick break and a word from our sponsors. We will be right back with Completely Arbitrary's Excellent Adventure. Welcome back to Completely Arbitrary's Excellent Adventure. That was our discussion of the Eastern White Cedar. Casey. Alex. For this month of time-traveling fun, yes, we've decided not to give these trees a cone score because we already have. We did, exactly. Um, let me read our cone scores for the Arbor Vita back when we covered it in uh, on... On January 21st, 2021, a day after my birthday. Uh-huh. Happy birthday. Here's Happy a birthday. dumb, bad cultivar. Wow. I gave it a 3.1 Golden Cones of Honor. Yep. Very, very deserved. You gave it a 3.2. Wow. I even went higher than you? Uh, Yeah. Just cool. barely. Maybe okay. you went first and then I went lower than you. Ah, I see. Okay. Um, statement. Our next very, very low rated tree would be the Tree of Heaven. Yeah. In August of that year. Okay. And then after that, the Green Ash. The Green Ash? I gave it a 1.9. Oh, yeah. You didn't like that tree? I yeah. guess not. Yeah. I think because it doesn't, didn't it kill a bunch of, uh, no, that was the Wilsonville bee kill the Linden. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the Linden didn't kill the bees. I know. Oh, God. I know. Uh, well, Casey, (laughs) we're not going to give it a rating, but we are going to ask ourselves the question. Yeah. Does our discussion today change the way you feel? Yeah. About, and I will say the Arbor Vita, because that was the original tree that we covered. I think that's very fair. So, Casey, uh, as our resident expert, we'll begin with you. What do you think? Uh, no, it does not change my review of the Arborvita. I hate the Arborvita. Don't plant it. Cut it down. Do something else. I refuse to back down. But for the Eastern White Cedar, right? Absolutely, this changes everything. Looking at it from a from a perspective of let's look at this tree and see what it does and where it does it. Mm-hmm. I think this is a great tree. I think it's a cool ass tree. It's the only tree that like crushes it on these, these sides. Everything I read about this escarpment is just saying the Eastern white cedar is the tree that's growing here. Like, wow. I'm sure there are others. I'm, there's probably a bunch of shrubs. You can probably find a really tough broadleaf and Oak tree, you know, over here, a pine tree every now and then I'm sure. Yeah. But apparently this is the only tree that is like escarpment. Yes, yeah. I'll take it and just crushes it every time. More like apartment. I'm living there. <laughs> Move in day. <laughs> uh, 
Thanks. Yes. Yeah. Great, great job. Really good job. So Casey, maybe we could maybe we could uh, give a golden golden cone score to the Eastern White Cedar. I think that's what I'm going to do. And I know at the end of our last episode, we did we did say that we're like, well, this is our bravado. So I I'm just stick with it, and I'm going to say for the Eastern White Cedar, it's still just a midland tree. And, uh, well, I guess it should be planted, but only on rocks. I'm going to give it a 7.0. Fair. Good. I think that's, that feels nice. Yeah. Okay. Nice job. Thank you. Alex, I, I appreciate you saying that. <laughs> You're welcome. So, I'm, I'm happy to give... Uh, 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 Complimentary uh, feedback. Sure. Thank you. Alex. You could, you could have named anything there. <laughs> I'm happy to me give it. Me a million yeah. dollars. Yeah. Uh, me too, a million dollars. Thank you. <laughs> so what about you? Do you have any opinions on this tree that have changed since the last time? Well, the Arbor Vita, no. I guess I do like its name a little better, although, uh. although I think it's completely unwarranted. What? It's stolen valor. The Arbor Vita should be called the Western white cedar <laughs> i will stand by that i think that's so funny i i don't want to break it to you but i'm going to break it to you they are planted as arborvita all over the country yeah you mentioned that i okay. think uh, when we, you know i don't know we have trees here that are called eastern whatever yeah right all right so why does it matter okay that's fair so where was it where was what lab was this monster made in maybe we can name it after the lab i mean it wasn't a lab probably it was probably just growing and then they just found an upright version and then just cultivated that well off we'll figure out a different name for the arborvita right now it should be unnamed the eastern arborvita or unnamed green tree Yes, unnamed green tree is fine. Okay, all right. Unnamed hedge tree. Unnamed hedge tree, you suck. But I think the eastern white cedar should be called the Arborvita. I think it deserves that name. Its Oof. name was stolen from it, Casey. Yeah, and it just had to go back to the thing. Okay, that's. I think that's fair. I think that's all right. I'm surprised you're not more on board. You're a little hesitant. I can't. I guess I just have, I have this, like, the, it's deep-seated arborvita right I, it's like it, a curse my, word i know exactly what tree you're talking about and i just think it's a dumb tree and i don't like it but ever. you don't you don't hate the name no but i but hate the, the tree not the name but they're all there it's all the same thing that's what i'm saying alex like i can't i can't i can't disentangle the two things well work i'm on gonna it. have to try <laughs> work on it bitch Jeez. Uh, <laughs> so right now the Eastern- i gotta stick with arborvita Poopy shitty tree. Don't plant it. I yes. hate it. Eastern white cedar. I thought this was my review. It is, but I'm just trying to make it clear how I can conceptualize okay, it. Okay, okay. Sorry, Alex. Go I ahead. Step on your toes. No, That's no, no. It. Go That's ahead. It. Eastern red cedar. Eastern white cedar. Okay, we're done. Eastern white cedar. What is a different thing that we're talking about today? Yes, I, I see them as two different trees. Exactly. So your argument is say it one more time so it's clear. The eastern white cedar should be renamed to the arborvita. Okay. Okay. The Arborvita should be should have a temporary unnamed blank name okay. while we find something dumb enough for it. Ah, uh, okay. What if we and just call it enough. the Hedge Cedar? Hedge Cedar is perfect, Casey. Yes. The Arborvita, this is canon. The Arborvita is hereby known as the Hedge Cedar. Hedge Cedar. The Eastern White Cedar is hereby known as the Arborvita. Yes reclaiming its crown this is like this is like arthur coming back and and taking his crown yes exactly um maybe we could think of something less imperialist uh (laughs) 
<laughs> well, King Arthur wasn't an imperialist. Well, he's English. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, well, he was just he was just looking after England at that point. Sure, he's just trying to get his people back. Anyhow, uh, yeah, that is that is my that is my new very strong opinion on this matter. I'm uh, I'm really curious to hear what your review is going to be. Well, I, I will say before opinion. before I give you my review, I want to say that we because we have a time traveling stump. Yeah. Uh, we can go back far, and we can go back to to, to seventeen whatever. Uh, Fifteen thirty six. Well, I'm, t- I'm talking Linnaeus. Oh, and say, hey, you know what? You should call this the Arbor Vita. Ah, and then we time travel a little bit more definitely. forward to when they came up with the Arbor Vita. Yeah, and yeah. say you should call this the Hedge Cedar because that's what it's going to be used that's, for. Because trust us, we just ha- we have it in good authority. It's just going to be used as a hedge. Calling the Arbor Vita the Arbor Vita is like insultingly ironic. I love how impassioned you've got on this. I have no idea why. Yeah. I think it's because it's language. It, it's it has to do with the, the names that it's called. Yeah. Well, I'm now curious what people are going to think of who insist on calling it the Eastern White Cedar because that right now is the appropriate and uh, less offensive, less uh, trashy name. Okay. Well, I, th- I think that your cones are your own. Yeah. But but your argument is that the less trashy name is in fact Arborvita yes. and it's been bastardized. Yes. Yes. Precisely. Gotcha. Corrupted, perhaps, is a better term. It has been corrupted. It's been mm. stolen by a, a usurper. I love this. Uh, so, my cone score for the Eastern White Cedar. I think this the escarpment thing is great. It's I love that it. I love any tree that we talk, we've talked about. Why do you grow there, Ness? Yeah, 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 yeah. This tree's got it. It totally does. Big time. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give it an 8.0. 8.0. Yeah. Well, that was our review of the Eastern White Cedar. Stunning. Excuse me. Of the Arbor Vita. Wow. <laughs> Honestly, I just did not see that coming. <laughs> Everybody loves a twist. Oh, I'm uh, just I'm just so tickled. <laughs> Casey, it's time for our completely arbitrary excellent adventure q and a oh right we asked our patrons we said hey ask your arborvita slash eastern white cedar questions here and our patrons delivered case oh right so we are going to do this rapid fire style let's do it because usually we just cover the one question today we're covering Not today. oh seven or so uh our first question regarding the arborvita from Marcus. I heard on another podcast. <gasps> you listen to other podcasts? Marcus, we had no idea. That there are no true cedars in North America and that they are junipers instead. It was a quick bit and they didn't embellish the fact at all. It sounds wild, but I have to know are all cedars in North America a lie? 100% except for the ones that we planted. Is this true? Yes. There are no native true cedars in North America? That's right. Correct. All true cedars Mm. are in the genus Cedrus. Right. Those are all from uh, Africa, the Caucasus Mountains, the Himalayan Mountains, all that kind of Central East uh, Europe, West Asia, North Africa. Lebanon. Exactly. That's where they're all from. Those are in the genus Cedrus. Right. What we know and call cedars are often false cedars. And funny enough, the only juniper that we call a cedar really at this point, uh, well, I'm not the only, but one of the only, is the eastern red cedar, which is Juniperus virginiana. Okay. Over here, we have the western red cedar, 
which is Thuya plicata, which is related to the eastern white cedar, which is not closely but also somewhat related to the incense cedar and the Alaska yellow cedar and all of the other things that we have that we call cedars. Wow. None of them are true cedars. They're all actually in the cypress family, whereas true cedars are in the pine family. So why did we do that? Go listen to a bunch of our episodes where we talk about that. True cedars are in the pine family? They are, yeah, Cedrus yeah. is pine family? Cedrus is in the pine family. That's right. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know how to feel about that. Mm, yeah, it's a, it's a hot take. It's, a, it's controversial, but it's fact. There you go. Thanks, Marcus. Ooh, boy. From Jacob. More than one question, okay. but why is it so buggy? Hmm. Why does it make your skin itch when you come into contact with it? Mm-hmm. What does it look like in its natural habitat, and how can I get into contact with people to trade cones? Ooh, everyone, uh, get on our Patreon, find Jacob, and then trade some cones. Yeah. Uh, send us an email if you have cones you want to trade. Ooh, a cone share. Yeah, it sounds great. I love that idea. Like how you can buy snacks from Japan, and, yeah. and you send them Doritos. You and send shit. them snacks from America. Yeah, yeah it was great. So uh, why is it so buggy? It's a great question. I think it has very good habitat, um, first off. Also, it might be buggy because it's a cultivar that grows upright and is a certain color or something like that, so it doesn't have a really good immune system. Right. I don't know. I did I did think that uh, uh, generally um, Cupersaceae bark is like better at keeping bugs out. Yeah. And so, I mean, and they're not really uh, affected by many insects. Like maybe some will like suck on the the leaves or something like that. Mm. But for the most part, they're just not really too affected. So I think it might have more to do with the habitat because they're very dense often. I got you. So it's a very good spot for things to live. And why does it make your skin itch? I've got some theories. Yeah, what do you got? I'm going to say tannins. Uh-huh. And I'm going to say uh, tiny little splinters. Hey, it sounds good. I don't know if it's splinters, though. I agree. Maybe with the tannins, but only if you, like, ingest them. Okay. Uh, I think it's actually mostly that it's kind of pokey. So if you jump on it, it, like, pokes your skin a little bit. So it feels mm. like you're getting a bunch of little teeny tiny micro tears that yeah. don't even really cause you any problem, except they make you itch. I see. Yeah. I think there's also tends to be a lot of dust and uh, other kind of decayed things in there, again, because they're so dense. So as soon as you go in and cut them down, they're just like filled with dust and old needles that have fallen and just kind of sat there and not quite decayed, but kind of decayed, like little mildew, little mold. They're that filled kind of with that? Uh, yeah, because they're just dense. Like a pinata? Um, ooh, not like a pinata. More like you layer something. You, you layer... You layer a newspaper on a newspaper on a newspaper on a newspaper and you leave it outside to get Mm -hmm. completely drenched. You let some moss grow on it and then you like open them back up after they've been sitting in the sun for a while and you kind of flip through them and they'll kind of go. Sure. That's, that's kind of the same thing. That's the bark. No, 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 no. It's a whole tree. It's a whole tree because they're very, they're very tightly packed little branches. Have you ever oh. seen, you've, you've seen a hedge, right? I, I thought you were talking about cutting into it for some reason. Oh, no, no, I don't oh, think so. Oh my God, I'm I'm such a numbskull. This time travel is fucking with my senses. Yeah, are you okay? Yeah, I get it now, Casey. Oh, okay, yeah, Wow, yeah, I yeah. was not putting something together. Gotcha. The tiny splinters and the things, uh, uh, if you do cut into though, is right. Also, it has purple heartwood for the first uh, little bit when you cut into it. Fascinating. Yeah. What does it look like in this natural habitat? Oh, it's big. It's kind of gorgeous. It's not the biggest. It's not the most gorgeous, but they look natural. There That's you go. That's the best way to talk about it. Yeah, as opposed to uh, like a curated thing. Yeah, exactly. Um. And then contact people with cones. I, I think we gotta. I think we gotta get a cone share going. Casey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, if you guys want a cone share, send us an email to completely 
arbitrarypod at gmail.com. And we'll set something up. Sounds fun. Probably have to get some permits, but we can always make it informal. There's a Reddit out there, right? Just give it, Give us like a year. Yeah, we, yeah. We, we've, we've shown people, because the premise of this episode was from an email from a year and a half ago. <laughs> uh, thanks, Jacob. Casey... Hey, another Casey in yeah, the house. Yeah, yeah, I love this person already. What does it smell like? Oh, they smell they smell green. It smells like a little citrusy, um, very much conifer-ish. Like if you yeah. get into the bark, it's that kind of nice, musty, kind of foresty smell. Um, the the wood itself has a very cedar smell to it. Obviously, they call it the you know eastern white cedar. Um, but I don't really know how to even describe it. it. Smells woody and thick and kind of robust. If you cut into the wood itself, the needles have very citrusy, but kind of a mellow citrusiness to them. Uh, mostly, just smells like a green plant with a, some tones of citrus kind of going pa 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 pa. That's how I describe it. Not as citrusy as a cypress, right? No. And not as citrusy as a true fir, for right. example. So uh, they're just good enough citrusy. Again, 7.0. Don't don't think too highly. Just an essence. <laughs> Someone's going to be so mad I just added that in. <laughs> 7.0 is a great score. Yeah, thank you. Not, right. not everything, not, you know, nothing... Not everything worthy has to be a 9 plus, you yeah, know? Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, Amanda. What up, Amanda? Why do they call Arborvita and Junipers, quote, cedars yeah. if they don't even look like? Mm-hmm. By the way, is Arborvita a juniper? No, it's not. No. It is in the same family, Cupersaceae, as junipers. Uh, again, we kind of talked about this a little bit already, that it is uh, mostly comes from their wood. So if you cut open a true cedar and you use that wood, it has a certain decay resistance and a certain smell. They would use it as a cedar box to like you know store things in. Yeah. As insects don't get into it. Uh, the things that we call cedars are a very similar wood product kind of thing. They have a certain smell to them and they are disease and uh, rather, I should say, Insect and decay resistant, right? Specifically, so those are the those are the big things that we used to kind of look at a tree and say, "Oh, this kind of looks like and smells like and wood acts like this." We didn't botany like we didn't look at the trees in a sense of botany previously. We're saying, "Oh, this kind of looks like this other tree that we call this." It was more of a wood product thing. Like this tree has a similar wood that this tree has, therefore they're probably similar. I see. So that's why we changed those terms. So the wood industry affected the the science of it? Um no, not the science. The this taxonomy? is all just this is all just common folk taxonomy. Oh, this is common taxonomy. Yeah, so this okay. is just someone went and cut down what later botanists said, well that's actually a juniper. Right. But when they cut it down and they didn't have any idea or didn't really care about the botanical taxonomic location and term of this tree, they would just say, "Oh yeah, well that that looks like a cedar, you know, so we call it the eastern red cedar." Right. And then when we actually look at it from a different point of view, we'd say, "That's not a cedar." At all because those are cedars i'm not even going to get into it in the same way that a don redwood is called a water fur exactly yes right. precisely uh thank you amanda lizzie have you ever tried arborvita tea on purpose or by occidentalis <laughs> that wasn't a question lizzie you just wanted to give us a pun <laughs> oh. well, lizzie then goes on to say What's your favorite Arborvita dad joke or pun? I think you just did you it. You just gave it to us. That yeah. was hilarious. I do like the the word Arborvita. Was it just by Occidentalis? <laughs> so Arborvita kind of sounds like a 
the 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 answer to like a riddle, like a linguistic riddle. Arborvita. Like Arborvita. And then everybody laughs. Uh, yeah. Well, you know? we'll come up with that joke. One like, of these our, days. Our, you come to my garden party, okay? All right. Uh, you bring the potato salad. Yeah. And Arborvita ambiance. Uh, yeah, okay. An, an Arborvita. Yeah. So, have you tried Arborvita tea case? I have not. I have not done that. Uh, I have tried tea from other green things like the Western Red Cedar, which is very closely related, but not Arborvita specifically. And so. is that just mashing up the needles and pouring some hot water and letting it steep? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Cool. And so it's very like, it's a tea, so it's not like a robust kind of coffee kind sure. of thing. But so you just get like this kind of green flavor of citrus and that's, you know, gives you a bunch of vitamin C, saves you from scoivy. Scoivy. Sounds great. Uh, Emily. Hey, we met Emily at the Powell's uh, Jews Love Trees reading case. Yeah, we did. How fun. Hey, Em. Is this the same Emily? I'm not sure. I don't think it is. Well, we met an M at that event, and we would like to say to them, hello. Yes, hello, Emily. My toddler is fascinated by the brown tips on Arborvita near us. What specific pathogens or environmental conditions can make Arborvita die off in spots? Oh, that's a good point. Uh, what do you think, Case? Well, there's a lot of different things. Uh, Arborvita gets some cankers, and there's like the molds and mildews I was talking about because they're so dense, like there's just no airflow that comes through. Yeah. Um, they also get sun scorch mm. often if they are sitting um, in conditions that aren't quite right for them. They'll just get blasted by the sun and get like brown tips on them. Yeah, to put such a like a to put such a um, like subarboreal tree in in like a hot like suburban neighborhood seems yeah. so cruel. It, and it is. I mean, they're that's yeah. It's kind of the thing that happens. They it, it's they like a cushier, wetter, cooler environment. Yeah. So once they get something that is you know your front yard that's dry half the winter out here dry half the summer i guess mm-hmm. it's just not the right thing yeah but you know some grow and some do really great but they also get uh sometimes uh let's see so i'm on a, a little quick website let get bagworms spider mites aphids tip blight is probably a pretty big one wow which is uh from a little fungus so they get a lot of diseases and because they grow slowly and they stay small their diseases are like always kind of in your face i see they also routinely get planted too deep and die from uh either too much water or not enough water um or often they have some diseases that get into their roots and kill the roots so you just get a tree that just kind of uh dies very quickly after you plant them but you also plant 10 in a row and like Two of them die, so you have this really weird, like, kind of splotchy thing. Yeah. Take those ones out, and you plant new ones. Inevitably, you plant them too deep, but now they're, like, six inches shorter than all the rest, so your hedge <laughs> looks really dumb. That's uh, uh. that's that's just that's just going back to episode three. We don't need to rehash this. I'm sorry, everyone. Uh, thank you, Em. I'm lowering my score, 6.0. <laughs> oh, my God. Casey, No. <laughs> Anything you should lower your score over the Arborvita. Yeah, all right. I'm going to lower my score to Arborvita 2.5. Oh, the hedge, the hedge cedar. The, the hedge cedar. Thank you, Alex. 2.5. Um, Andrew asks a very cheeky question, Casey. Oh, Andrew, what is your question? Should we plant more? No. <laughs> and you know what, Andrew? Thank you for asking. I appreciate that uh, Andrew's got such a sense of humor. And I also appreciate that uh, Andrew makes sure that we say no. Casey's fuming. Don't.
plant any more. I say go ahead and plant as many as you want. Oh, Eastern white cedar, or as I call them, arborvita. Yes. But quit planting hedge cedar. Quit planting the hedge cedar. Quit planting the hedge cedar. Quit planting the hedge cedar. Ready? Quit, quit planting, planting the, the hedge, hedge cedar. cedar. And fade us out, Alex. <laughs> it's a vocal warm-up for theater students. Um, <sighs> just that, makes you sick. Those were... <laughs> we let the negativity of the Arborvita yeah, leak into this episode that was supposed yeah. to be... Uh, we gotta get back. Yeah. Thank Coven. you so much for all of our patrons for posting those questions about the Arborvita. Yes, please. If you have a question for us about any old thing, join the Patreon of the $3 Quercus and Alder. That's Q&A tier. You can have the opportunity to have your question read on a mainline episode here or fun stuff like this where you get to ask a question about a specific episode or Q&A, patron-exclusive Q&A episodes. We do this every couple months or so. Yeah, that's right. Big old marathon. I say marathon. The last one was in two parts. So. Yeah, that's true. So we have two half marathons. Yes, yeah. <laughs> two half marathons. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's good. Uh Above that is the Arboretum, our $5 tier. You join that and you get two bonus episodes a month about other related topics and trees. And of course, above that, the $10 tier, the Cone of the Month Club. Every month, we get an artist, an independent artist to illustrate a conifer cone. We get a bunch of stickers made of that cone. We ship them to you in an envelope, guaranteed to be licked by Sir Casey Clapp. That's right. We should... You should, we should look into getting united. I think this is I worth, think we should, yeah. yeah. I think I've done enough for the crown <laughs> at this point. <laughs> There's been a shake-up in the, in the family recently. Yeah. I feel like we could sneak <laughs> in really take fast. take advantage. Yeah. Um, above that is Arbitrary Plus, our live stream tier. Twice a month, you get a live stream, one from Casey and I, about a host of topics. You get to interact with us in the chat. One from just me playing a tree or nature-themed video game. That's right. And above that, of course, is generous admission. Our very highest tier. Starts at $20 a month. You can give whatever you want. It is the most generous of admissions. It is uh, above and beyond. It is if you want to just give the podcast that little extra and every dollar goes back into making this show the best it can be. We love and appreciate all of our patrons. So, huh. are you guys ready to move on? Cloven, have you been standing here this whole time? Yes. He'll blend. He's a blender. <laughs> Space Seinfeld. I love that show. Hey, where's Tobin? He's probably done with lunch. Let me call him on my space phone. Boop, boop, boop. Hello? Tobin? Alex, he's not even holding anything. I know. What is he? Does he think we can't see him? Hey, boys. How was the episode? Tobin, thank God you're here. We just spent an hour making amends with one of our most scorned trees. That's right. And now we have a renewed sense of purpose. We want to make amends with every tree we've ever reviled, which is some, a decision I'm making right now. Yeah. No tree is inherently bad. It's the people who use and abuse nature's gifts. People, people are bad. Good. You're learning. But now you face your final and most challenging trial. It's time to apple-eye what you've learned. Stump, away! 
Goodbye, Clobin. We'll always remember you. Goodbye, Clobin. Send me a link for Space Seinfeld. Hey, let's go. <laughs> Set date for Kazakhstan. Year zero. Engage! Completely Arbitrary is produced by Alex Croson and Casey Clapp. Our artwork is by Jillian Barthold, and our music is by Abes and the Mini Vandals. And you can support the podcast at patreon.com slash arbitrarypod. And find additional readings at completelyarbitrary.com. Thanks for listening. 